welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Thunderdome Metal Reviews, your church of heavy metal. I want you to imagine that it is the middle of the 1990s, that you are a fan of Pantera, that you are a fan of heavy metal music in a country world, nay, a country town, and you hear about this super group coming out of the place that is... Uh, I would dare say the New York of the South, you may not uh, necessarily agree with me, but New Orleans, Louisiana, containing members of Crowbar and Pantera and Corrosion of Conformity. Your, and Godor. Yes, and Godor. Your mind would be blown as mine was when I heard about Downs Nola. And that is what we're going to be talking about. And I am the Reverend Ben Dangerously. And with me of always, always, always are the Dr. David Pizzo and the spreadsheet Tracy Newport. My friends, how are you doing this evening? Ben, I'd like to applaud, salute, and thank you for actually introducing us, which we failed to do in our last recording because we're losers. <laughs> uh, other than that, I'm doing great. Oh, doing great as well. Sorry to introduce you fellows on the last one. Ah, whatever. We, yeah. Now that we're on episode 379,012, like, who even knows? Anymore? Yeah, they should know. They should like, know. if you don't know by now, like, what are you even doing here? I don't know. But <laughs> I'm super... Sorry, I was just going to say, Andre... <laughs> just wait for, for the next guest appearance to come on permanently. <laughs> Shit, dude. Uh, I was super pumped we did this, because, man, I, again, this is one I've been on the ride from moment one. I was so pumped that this was coming out, because I read about it in metal magazines. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought the CD, and I listened to the shit out of this my first semester in college. It's when I had this, just cruising in my, in my Impala with that license plate. <laughs> my old police car with a simple turret plate, just banging yeah. it out down. And I was an easy mark, not only because of Pantera, but I just adore corrosion and conformity the sort of raleigh raleigh superheroes as yeah. close as you could get to local metal for us uh i hadn't been to new orleans at that point i've been plenty of times since so i didn't have that association but i just loved pepper keenan and you know phil at that point could do no wrong he certainly wasn't going to spend so much time with this and other side bands he would ruin pantera i knew no, that not at all there was no yeah. way that was going to happen <laughs> no. uh what did you, were you ben i said you were on this ride for a moment well I, I, they probably yeah. sent it to you in an asteroid before it was even recorded I, I wish man but no i was stupid excited about this yeah. um like you i got wind of it through the metal magazines yeah. and it was just you know i was a fan of crowbar as we've talked about and of course pantera coc didn't really know that much about goat whore but i didn't care um i had lived in new iberia louisiana when i was a child so i have an affinity for louisiana sure. i had not yet almost died in louisiana when Oof. when this came yeah. out but um so yeah it was just the whole mythology you know they're going to name it nola for short for new orleans louisiana and i was like fuck yes and i didn't know what to expect um but i loved what i got you know not to thanks for coming folks but um yeah i'll, I'll step away because i like you i have i picked this i have been on this ride since the minute it came out Tracy, by default, you have less time with it than either one of us does. So what do you think? Yeah. Oh, I have a, a lot less time with this than you guys do. <laughs> this morning at about 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not that much less. My first introduction to Down, well, of course, I knew who they, I knew of them because of Phil and Salmo, but I'd never actually listened to them until Down 4, actually, mm -hmm. and I'd heard Witch Tripper on the radio. And so that was my introduction to Down. I was like, okay, cool. And that was when I had first 
shortly after that's when I first got Spotify. I said, you know, I want to check out this band down I've heard about. And so I listened to, of course, Nola, Down 2, Down 3, and both of the Down 4 EP albums. And, and so I haven't had been on this ride as long as you guys have, but I had not been bathed in the blood of Southern Groove Metal as much as I had then as I have now. So I wasn't yeah, quite sure. prepared for it. And quite, it wasn't quite as acquired taste, I guess you could say. Yeah, before we go too much further, I guess I should give the deets on the album, which I got so excited that I forgot to do. <laughs> uh, released on September 19th, 1995. So it turns, what, 26 this year? Mm-hmm. Um, produced by Down and Matt Thomas. Has a runtime of 56 minutes and 33 seconds. The band was Philip Anselmo on vocals, mandolin, Pepper Keenan on guitars, Kirk Winstein on guitars and bass, Jimmy Bauer on drums, Todd Strange on bass. Although Strange really just was the touring bassist, Winstein recorded all the bass in the studio. This band, this well, first the lineup change for this band changes quite a bit over the years, doesn't it? It does. It does. But always kind of keeps some kind of like. Well, it was never meant to be a full time band. It was always supposed to be a side project that was released an album. Yeah. Okay. Because there is like, oh gosh, seven years between it and the second album. So I mean. True. So there's some time in between releases on this. Yeah. But my first forays in this album, like nothing spectacular really stood out to me. And this was years ago, not talking about recent. You guys can calm down. Just I saw y'all perk up. Ben is getting ready for a fight and just like <laughs> but this go around, I definitely was able to latch on to more of this album and the styles and the groove behind it much more readily than I was previously. And I think it does a good job of bringing in that I could say the angry vocals of Insomo from Pantera with the grooviness of CLC and just that slight sludgy undertone that Cobra likes to carry about with him. Like this is like almost the perfect child of what you like to hear when you think of super groups, like, oh man, I can't wait to bring it in. They each kind of sprinkle in their own little bit of special seasoning and and the sauce to bring it about. I think I agree with that. I think this is better than most super groups. And I don't know if it's Southern identity that allowed them to gel around something or just who they were as people. Cause you know, this is apples and oranges, but hell yeah, for example, they're okay. But they don't. I don't think they ever achieved what this thing did. I think from this album, and this is the one I know by far the best. I got this one in two, and then I actually have to admit I got off the ride, not on purpose. I just sort of lost track of them. Um, but I think from moment one they gelled pretty convincingly. I would not know this wasn't a real band if I heard this cold. That's I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and like I never have really thought of them as a way because you know I didn't have any experience with CLC or Crowbar. Mm-hmm or go to prior to this album. I had Pantera, but I didn't have the other. Yeah, I had three of the four. I didn't really know anything about Goat Whore. I'd probably heard, 
I mean, it's not like a band called with a name like Goat Whore is going to get any kind of fucking radio play. Um, and I don't didn't have any friends who were into Goat Whore. So, you know, I might have heard a track of Goat Whore on some compilation thing being passed around, but that would have been it. The, the interesting thing here is that it is amazing, and I guess it really shouldn't be, but at the time it was very amazing because I so associated Phil and Pantera with a Southern masculinity that was very swaggering and big, very Texas um, and showy, which makes sense considering who the Abbott brothers are. But this kind of does the same thing. They're, this keys into a darker side of, of a Southern Gothic thing um, that in a way that none of the Pantera stuff ever really, uh, at least to this point, had done. I don't think Southern Trinkel does either, which is what comes out after this. Yeah, a suicide. A little more, maybe. does a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but it's not Cowboys from Hell, that's for sure. No, no, not at all. Or Walk. I mean, there's not a song like Walk on here. Um, that's not a bad thing at all. But no, I don't think so either. I think it almost sounds more like COC than Pantera. Yes, and part of that is just because of Pepper is such a distinctive yeah. guitar tone. But I really do think that he added a, a layer of spice. Uh, and I like the sludginess of Crowbar, but it is very glacial. Um, and his guitar playing on top of that really accentuates it and speeds it up and gives it a shot of adrenaline that it, it kind of needs for this. In my opinion, yeah. anyway. Yeah, the element I didn't know about is I Hunt God, because one of them went to Jimmy. was in... Yeah, Jimmy Bauer was also an I Hot God. So there's, yeah. and that band I didn't know very well uh, until this podcast. Um, yeah, I was super here for the COC sound. Uh, and Crowbar, I, we've talked about this repeatedly. Sludge is not my favorite genre in general. And I like Crowbar, but it dragged a little bit for me. The addition of Pepper and Phil was like just enough. And exactly as you say, the Southern Gothic thing to make me, I just really loved this album, especially the, not to give it away, but the first sort of two thirds of it or the first half. Um, I played the shit out of this record when it came out. Yeah, they do a real good job and kind of going back to your supergroup type, because I think we've done, we've done a Hell Yeah album, which that was just me before the day of the times. And neither one of us are real big fans. Of that and that was one of their later ones. I think it's one of their worst. I think it's one of the worst albums we've done, actually, like straight going into that wasn't a gimmick of some sort. Mm -hmm. But then the only other supercar I can think of that we did is I'm trying to blink on them now. We did some death metal supergroup not that long ago that I didn't know was a supergroup. Deeds of Flesh, but that was more but that was more of a because tribute. of circumstances. Yeah, right. I think that's yeah, a little that was bit more different. Tribute. But oh, I'm drawing a blank on their name. Well, we are kill or be killed. That's who I was trying to think of. Kill or be killed. killed. That's so fucking good too, though. Yeah. Yeah. But then Rex's are... band, right? Was it Kill Devil Hill? Was that him? No. Which one was? Uh... Yeah, that was Kill Devil Hill. That was Rex, but that wasn't a supergroup, was it? Well, it kind of was. Kind of was. Yeah. I mean, and, it was all and, people who had been famous from other bands. And we're doing Ultimus the uh, mayhem morbid angel thing in october you're welcome uh, <laughs> tracy's already like oh, to it, oh, yeah. oh good it's so good y'all i think i've heard that album anyways and i think i enjoyed it so oh, i'm not afraid you would better <laughs> or else <laughs> but but yeah like 
there's a bit of like just stylistic that these guys are able just to kind of mesh on so well that you don't see a lot that really needs to be emphasized here because I mean coming from just what I knew of Pantera it was kind of a shock actually coming into this album because you're not getting the dime bag grooves you're not getting the major shredding not getting the you're just totally missing everything that Pantera is but you're still getting some of Phil's voice when it's not pissy and wanting to fight somebody. I was going to say that. I think you're getting Phil almost at his best here. Because yeah, he's no, not I completely fucking fried yet. He will be shortly. Like, he's on his way. You can tell just by what he's talking about here. Yeah. But he is a wreck by Southern Trend Kill. And it recovered somewhat by trying for the steal. So yeah. this is it's always Phil at his best. I do want to say, as for that TikTok Benson around... Man, why do they record this in a barn? Like the re- the production on this, and I know it's I guess more Southern Gothicness. I don't know. Maybe they did in a hurry. I don't quite understand the production on this album. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Ben. It's okay. It's not terrible. It's I don't think it hurt it. I think it actually kind of helped it because it does give it that kind of dirtiness to it. Like it doesn't. It's not over polished. It's not. Like I don't. I wouldn't want to listen to this album if it had the. I don't think this album would be as good as it is if it had the level of attention paid to it in the production studio that like Megadeth as per se paid attention to to count down to extinction, I think you would lose some of that proverbial, you'd lose some of this album in that, with that quality. I can see that. I like it more than Red Fang. <laughs> we talked about the Red Fang production. Last yeah. Week. To me, the, the production shows up in a very weird places. Like, if you're not listening to, to this album, at least the digital version, through very good speakers, it can sound kind of tinny, which is odd considering who the band members are and the, the frequencies that they're playing with. But you do have to listen to this through a really good set of speakers to kind of get the, um, the what nuance there is here. Um, but it's not great production at all it's good enough (laughs) it's good enough and listening to in headphones which then i was just like blasting it in my car and didn't care so i left it um when i listened to it subsequently it was like on my computer and then it kind of sounds like shit right Mm -hmm. like when you're it's like tinny and but listening to it on you know big ass headphones i was like okay all right so that that helps some but um again it was never supposed to be a permanent thing i think they didn't care if it sounded dirty um and I don't think it suffered tremendously. It's... No, not at all. What's interesting to me, and it came out on Electron. I don't know if I said that. So, I mean, that's a major label. And I don't know mm-hmm. the sales figures for this. It didn't go platinum like the last album we talked about or double platinum like the last album we talked about. But it sold well enough that uh, when shit really goes bad in Pantera, Phil can kind of fall back on this. Um, of course, Phil has a, a billion other side projects now, but this was kind of one of the, the early ones. Probably yeah. the earliest one that I. Well, can I mean, remember. you were talking about this before he really got bad as well. I mean, this is the album he did before he fucked his voice up, really. Because mm-hmm. he's not able to do a lot of stuff he does with this album on later ones. Correct. Indeed. Correct. And as for production, is it me or does it seem like they spent the most time paying attention to production? Is the two songs where they kind of did the more, I won't say like, almost Black Sabbath sound to it and also like the Planet Caravan sound as well. Like You mean Jail, Planet Caravan 2, The Reckoning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
more Planet Caravan. I wish I knew because uh, the backbone of this album are three different three song demos that they recorded Mm -hmm. of songs that are very well tied together. And I think I could pick it out, but I don't know what they actually are. So, um, and the reason I bring that up is because Jail Losing All and Stone the Crow all kind of have the same vibe them to me not to start talking about songs but so i'm wondering if they were part of one of the three demos and and i think that might be why because they probably didn't i mean fuck this was they probably didn't go back in and re-record the stuff from the demo so that probably has a lot to do with the variance and production on the album too i can see that yeah i could see that and those also three songs really kind of stick out the most compared to them in sound wise as well not any production value, just like tonality and just like the style of playing. Like the other ones, like they just sound like. Now that you mention it, like I, if they weren't on this album, I could see them being like a EP on their own right, separate from this album. Yeah. So, shall we talk about songs? Sure. You want to go first because it's your love child. Uh, well, I mean, that's just it. It's my love Do song. I need to go first and let me go uh, first since I don't have... I any... hate all these songs because they're not prog. No. <laughs> no. Um, I enjoy... Let me pull up my list. Bury Me in Smoke, Pillars of Eternity, Rehab, Stone to Crow, Jail. These are not in order. You really threw me yeah. there. I'm like, I'm like, oh, what? what? This is the Graves County <laughs> release. <laughs> yes, the, Graves- the, the last it's just shall be how first, my... and the first shall be last. Yeah, I also enjoy "Pray the, for the Law" because I think it's a nice little. That is a very um, CLC moment, but yeah, it I is. like it too. I think it opens good with "Temptations Wings" as well. It really sets the tone for the album. Uh, I guess Ben is hesitating again. Temptations, Wings, and Lifer is an amazing one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, those, it's just, like, you've barely recovered, and they're already punching you in the gut repeatedly. I think Two is also one of the most COC-sounding songs on here, just in terms of that's how that riff sounds and how it yeah. plays out. Uh, Pillars of Eternity, I like, too. It's pretty sludgy, but man, I love that there's those moments where the filthy, stinking, dirty bass is allowed to erupt through that are so good. Right, I was wish there was more of that on here. Ben's nodding. Right, that's that's like, he just like lets it. I don't know. I guess he just breaks it and just lets it ride out. Yeah, slaps it, just lets it go. But it's a cool ass sound. Um, and I think Sludge done very very well. Uh, Rehab has cowbell, so obviously it's good. <laughs> so I'd forgotten about the cow. Got that cowbell. Uh, jail, uh, you know. It really is Planet Caravan 2, The Reckoning. I was done with it the first time. I don't know. And I know I understand it's just a service at intermission, but uh, I was tempted to skip it. And know for a fact I used to skip it. I used to just like fast forward right through it. Um, not heavy enough. Not heavy enough. The latter part drags a little bit. Well, but I, you got to admit. Yeah, go ahead. You're Janet and you're Paula. You're trying to let other people know what you're listening I mean, to. Obviously. Jail is just not <laughs> yeah. throwing the good, good enough vibes that you're what you're waiting on. You know, it's definitely Crow not Sepultura grade. It's not. Like Stone the Crow and Locus are okay. <laughs> um, but I do I do like um, Swan Song. I think that's that song's good. And then um, 
yeah very mean and soak is a pretty good ender there's not a lot of i think it drags a little bit in the second half but the first half of this and the closing two tracks are pretty are real strong to me so i i kind of like them all i think temptations wings and life as tracy said are a great one-two punch to open the album um rehab pillars of eternity eyes of the south i really like jail but i i like the planet caravan uh, planet caravan vibe and that's like the smoke break in the middle of this album um not physically but metaphorically um i i love losing all i especially for some reason love the dumb little this one's called losing all oh, <laughs> I, I know, know. me too it's uh... <laughs> why is that there it's so funny yeah uh is there else on the album again it's i know it's a, a frankenstein's monster a little bit it is. it is um stone the crow i love that's one of my favorite metal songs period uh pray for the locust i i i like country so i like that kind of like alice in chains corrosion of conformity neo country thing going on there swan song and bury me in smoke bury me in smoke is a very good closer so i think the album was bookended very well and that would take us into grades I picked it. I got to go first. Little surprise here. I give it an A plus. That does it not was, surprise me. It was so good, honestly, that I think the sequent the the subsequent albums I have liked less because of how good this album is. I think it's more. That's also probably due to Phil's self destruction, self destructive tendencies that he lived through between the two releases. Maybe, although he's recovered some because he did that uh, one of his bajillion side projects. He did that in minor last year, and I really like that. He's basically just singing on it. So I'll have to check that out then. Um, is this a 100 A plus or is it a 98, 99? Um, what kind of A plus is it? 98 because I mean, you know, it's it's not perfect. I just really, really like it. um okay i'm gonna go next i enjoyed this album quite a bit more now than i did when i first heard it a couple about nine years ago eight nine years ago um i'm going to give it an a minus a 92 uh i liked it then i like it now but i do like the first half more than the second half um and uh you know i like cfc more than i like sludge but anyway this is a fun album it's cool as shit uh i'm gonna give it an a minus don't hate me, Ben. I like it, but just not as much as you. I know it's deep in your soul. Yeah, I think I if I like sweet spot, so yeah, I think if I bet like the back end of it more, it might be a little different. But I think it sounds like I'm a little less tolerant to some of the stuff going on there. But but there's some amazing fucking songs on here, and you know I would not be hard to twist my arm into an A if like down were my student. But anyway, I really need that A to get into med school. Okay, down's not going to med school, but pharmacy school <laughs> anyway um we should do some other down though because i don't know yeah. almost it very well like even two i didn't listen to that much uh i don't remember liking a lot of two i've liked ghosts along the mississippi quite a bit but uh, some mm-hmm. of the other stuff i don't know but i'm down to do some more down down to do down sounds, but yeah down for down so what are we doing next tracy next we are looking at the 2020 release by vader Solitude in You're Madness. Welcome. What's up? It's death metal, so of course, uh, they obviously it. <laughs> it's time for thirty minutes of throat punching, and then they just leave. Indeed. Well, thanks for listening. A very quick thirty listening. minutes of that. 
It is quick, 30 minutes. I wonder where our podcast episode will be longer than the album. <laughs> Probably. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe. It wouldn't, wouldn't be hard, maybe. yeah. No, it wouldn't. All right. Thanks for listening to the Dope Metal Reviews. Dun, 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 d